You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And get the show done and uh, give the listeners a good time. Well, we always like to give listeners a good time, and folks, that's exactly what we hope we can do this week on Geekiest Show Ever, episode number 193. Mark can't add it together, but our two other co-hosts can and yes nine folks i said two other co-hosts we oh, are i'm still trying to add the number kevin keep going that'll keep you busy for the next 60 minutes good and good, keep okay. you quiet one, <laughs> yes what, folks hold we on, have, what number we have, were we up to two we have <laughs> oh, we damn. have a fearsome foursome this week uh i wasn't sure if i was going to make it so mark and mike kindly jumped in and Grab the ever lovely and effervescent and wonderful Miss Elisa Paselli to join us. Hello, Elisa. Hello, Kevin. Hello, guys. Am I am I Howdy. like Gretel, the angel of walks amongst us? In in the podcasting world, definitely. <laughs> yes. Yes, very true. And and, and listeners, we don't have to say sorry up front in this episode because with Elisa on the panel, uh, we'll be a little bit more well behaved. No, we won't. No, you won't. (laughs) I wanted to have at least some pride. I was going to say, if there's angels that walk amongst us, they must be wearing hip waders or something. (laughs) And Mark, if you had any pride, it went down when your toilet flushed backwards. Yeah, but that's the right way, of course. No, it's not. Yes, it is. (laughs) And then over over on the far right for me, we have the uh, a handsome and uh, ever ever enduring Mr. Mike McPeak. Oh, you're you're talking about me? You said handsome. You confused me. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, on far right. Well, I won't even comment on that. But anyway, yeah, I'm here, and and you know, um, since it's become our tradition here around here, we, we we must have our weather report. And the weather report here, yeah, I know, uh, Mark. You just but here, uh, Kevin's gonna oh. like it. I'm gonna hate it. We got snow on the way. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hate that. Yeah, I, I would oh. too. Um, yeah, because we're gonna have to fire up the snowblower at school and get that thing ready to go. And uh, I'm not looking forward to that because I just hate walking behind that thing, uh, thing freezing my tuchus off. So uh, that's why I have to look forward to tomorrow. So um, there's your weather report from a, uh, from the Midwest, anyway. And well, here it's I a lovely. What is it? It's uh, 43 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. And we're calling for rain for the next few days, which oh, is okay. Oh. I like rain. I prefer snow, but I like rain. So it's, you know, it's good. We're going to have an overnight low in the 30s. Still not coat weather yet, though. No. Well, and this reminds me, it's about just about the 10-year anniversary. We had a uh, hellacious uh, ice storm here in South Dakota. About a third of the state was without power. Um, with for a week or more, the city of Clark, where I live, actually had power because they had a diesel generator and was able to get that up and running. Um, it was a little hit and miss at times, though, and so uh, I guess that's why uh, snowstorms this type of year is it kind of makes me nervous. We didn't have school for a whole week, and then even after um, we got things up and running and they got the generator going, I was uh, at the schools. I was I was afraid to turn a bank of lights on at school because I didn't want to be the one that killed the generator and brought the town down. So. <laughs> It, it was an interesting you experience. You didn't. You, well, hey, Mike, where were you when the lights went out? <laughs> Don't ask. In the janitor's closet. <laughs> I had I, to go no, there. Mike. I had to go. No, there. no. In the dark. Come on, don't oh, you all boring. know that? But that's the old joke. Where was Noah when the lights went out? In the dark. Uh, Kevin, I didn't have electricity back then. So I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't out. say electric lights. I didn't say electric lights. I kind Now we're getting down to semantics. <laughs> Up your own semantics there. I don't... <laughs> Ouch. Oh, and this is just degrading very quickly. Oh, well, it, it didn't the... start off any better. No, it didn't. But one thing I wanted to bring up to see if anybody... I'm I'm not going to say right off the bat. Did anybody make any... Wonderful purchases over the uh, the shop azalea that we had. This oh, I did actually. I bought, I bought two records. Um, you're not first. Shut up, Mark. Oh. Alicia, you go first. <laughs> Amazon took a lot of my money. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yes. What I did bought, they get? Uh, it? I bought a few Amazon Fire Sticks. They were down to twenty five bucks. 
Oh, cool. And then I bought um, two two tablets. They were $35, regular $50. I figured, what the heck? You know, one I'm just going to have sitting sitting probably in the family room because I'm constantly looking up Internet Movie Database when we're watching TV. You know how it is. You go, I've seen him somewhere. And then you look it up and you go, oh, yeah, I saw him in such and such a movie. And then I'm going to give one to my son who just has his iPhone and his computer. So I figure when he's watching football on Sundays, he can have this sitting next to him instead of his computer. If it were 35 bucks, yeah, I mean. Mm. Yeah, those are the ones, uh, the 7-inch one, right? The Fire Tablets. You know, I looked at the specs. They have a chart where you can compare all the different Fire Tablets. The specs aren't a whole heck of a lot different. As far as I mean, granted, it's the the uh, it does have the pe- the processor isn't as good, the screen isn't um, you know as many pixels, but it's pretty much pretty close to the more expensive ones. And if all you're going to do on it is maybe watch Netflix, check your email, check Facebook, read a book for thirty five dollars, it's like no brainer. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was just say, is that their Black Friday special? Was that because uh, they got one still on here going now for, on. For, Oh, is it? They got one here for yeah. forty nine. I didn't see. Uh, it's the same one. Uh, okay, all right. But, but they have it for what? Would you say thirty five? Thirty five. Let me. I'll, but the I'll only go. the only problem well. is the shipping date has now moved out, or arrival dates for shipments in the U.S. anyway have moved out to December nineteenth or twentieth. When I looked earlier today. I went, ouch, wow. that's, that's cutting it close if you want it for mm. a gift. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, got, I brought up the spec sheet here, that uh, that low-end one. Yeah, it's not a bad tablet. I mean, it's a, a 1,024 by 600 uh, pixels as opposed to the 1,280 by 800 for the, the other three that they got there, the 68 and the 10-inch. Uh, in a slightly small, uh, slower processor, but they're all you know quad cores. I don't know that. I don't see that any of them look you know, terribly doggy just by looking at the specs. And I've got, you know, one of the uh, fi- uh, Fire Tablets, uh, the 7-inch Fire you Tablet HD, HD, I think. Is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, that one's not bad, and I kind of like the screen quality. I think I actually like the screen quality a little bit over my iPad mini that I got. And if you live in the Amazon ecosphere like I do, way too much, uh, <laughs> You know, it's not a bad thing to have that thirty-five bucks. You know, it's a good, uh, good little. Well, tablet. it's not on thirty-five anymore. It's back to regular price. Okay, yeah, because I just oh. looked it up. $50. That's why I was questioning. Yeah, yeah. So all good things have to come to an end. But yeah, I thought it well, was that- good until the end of the night, and it says in stock on December twenty-fifth. <laughs> yeah. So that's and how if- many people bought them. Yeah, if you check, uh, you might want to check Best Buy as well, Mike, because at one point Best Buy was selling them for. Thirty-nine, I think they were a few dollars more at Best Buy, okay. so it might still be going on there. You, but that is a you good do deal. know that Mike's got enough tablets to uh, out, outlast his life certainly, and probably all of ours. Oh yeah, I know, I do. <laughs> uh, I won't even count because it's getting a little ridiculous. But you know, it makes me happy. So everyone yeah. else just whatever. Nope. Best Buy is back to fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh, they back to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that was well, just I mean, a. Three-day sale. Well, there was another one, the little Amazon, or Amazon, little Android tablet that I bought, uh, I don't know, a few months ago uh, when I was feeling sorry for myself. Uh, I got it for $49 at Staple. It's a new Vision. It was on sale for $39 as well, but I don't know if that's still going on at Staples or not. But it's just a basic little 7-inch Android tablet. So, you know. It's something. Well, Did you get anything well, else cool, Elise? Oh, good. oh yeah. Oh, I spent money like I have it. <laughs> Sam's, <laughs> Sam's Club has now. For, if for listeners who don't know me, I am the world's worst cook. I and I'm, and I'm not saying this. You go, oh no, really? That's not true. No, I am. Gret- you know, Gret- I'm the kind of person. Is bad, I think. Yeah, I put everything on high. I walk away. When the smoke alarm goes off, dinner's ready. That's how we know <laughs> dinner in my house. And I, I kid you not. <laughs> I am the worst cook. I hate cooking. I hate it. I don't mind grocery shopping, but cooking I hate. So what did I buy? Sam's Club had a KitchenAid mixer on sale for $199. <laughs> so I bought it. 
Wait a minute. I heard you talking about this on Three Geeky Ladies at one point, and I was going, nah, <laughs> she's just kidding. And then I'm going, you really bought one? Yep. It was on, it was, I think it was 350 normally, and it was $199. I said, you know something? It's $199. So I texted the- my husband at work on Friday, and I told him that. He goes, why? You don't have send the sign then. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, maybe I'll use it this time. He's like, okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. And, and if, if it's like when Gretel goes and gets those deals, I, we bought her, I, I had to get her a new hand mixer. Uh, I think it was about two months ago now because she likes making milkshakes. But she still hasn't stopped using the old hand mixer. So the new one that cost $100 is still sitting in the cupboard in the box. And I'm just going, <laughs> why? This one's better. <laughs> Mm. Well, that uh, that mixer you got, uh, Lisa, is that uh, the one that's got the uh, uh, attachments that go out in the front, and uh, you can put like because uh, I we were watching QVC today a lot, and they were selling a mixer on there. I think it was a KitchenAid, and it's got the attachments. It's got the th- you can put a um, shredder on it. You mm-hmm. can put a food processor. Yeah, like a uh, pasta maker, and yeah, uh, yeah, all, grind, all sorts. A meat grinder. Yeah, my this one only comes with the three attachments, like the wire whisk and then the kneading okay. paddle or something. There's like three different mixing attachments, and then you have to purchase separately the other things. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah. I have them. When I got when uh, my husband and I got engaged all those years ago, my parents got us one of those big mixers that has a blender attachment. I think it might have had a food grinder with it. I'm not really sure. I I'm haven't taken it out. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> taken it out in. <laughs> but it's going to be tossed. I'm yeah. going to toss that and maybe you could sell myself. it as an antique. <sighs> you know, a, a, a slight, a slightly used. <laughs> oh, slightly I, you, used. You know, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not saying that it, to make fun. I'm saying that seriously, people buy old appliances, antique appliances. I'm not kidding because they redo kitchens and because you've been married what about thirty years? Thirty. We just had our thirty-second anniversary. All right, so that's you know, that's vintage early '80s. I'm just telling you, you might be able to make some <laughs> coin off of it, Lisa. I doubt it. <laughs> it I doubt it's it. called it's called retro. Yeah, now it's called retro. All the stuff we <laughs> used when we were younger is now retro. Where'd you get that cool chair from the '80s? The 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, anyway, well, anything else besides that, or uh, anything of interest? As far as uh, uh, tech goes or geeky things let me, go? Let me look at my receipts. Oh, just, oh, just look at my receipts. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I've got receipts like you wouldn't believe here. I've got like Amazon. Because I ordered everything separately on Amazon. Um, Sam's Club, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Bought a couple CDs. Nope, I think that's it. Well, that's pretty good. That's not bad at all. You, you did well. You have done well, Grasshopper. <laughs> now there's a reference that I don't know many people will get. Karate so. Kid, one of my favorite movies of the eighties. Yes. That and I haven't, Kung haven't Fu, seen that in so show. many years. So Mr. McPeak, what did you procure from Amazon? Because I know you didn't go shopping well, anywhere but Amazon. <laughs> right. Well, we uh for the listeners, uh, I'm holding up my wrist to the uh, camera here. And I actually ordered it uh, during the podcast last week. But I did get my Minecraft game band. And I've tried it out a little bit, and it's kind of neat. Now, the only th- problem I ran into, and it's not the band's fault, I was trying to plug it into my uh, my big screen HP over here. And at first it wouldn't recognize, or at first it would re- see the drive, but it wouldn't uh, run the program that you needed to run. And I kept running into problems, and finally I got to thinking, well, maybe it's the antivirus. So I got to dinking around, and I you know, sort of turned things off for a little bit, and then it, w- it would run. But then when it would go to save, because I've got a vast uh, antivirus, and it was running it in the sandbox mode. And I think every time it tried to go and save it, the program would crash. So that's a little frustrating. It's not the computer's fault. It's not the band's fault. It's just I got to figure out what to do with that uh, um, antivirus I got Turn on it there. Off. So everything. Ah, hold on. Why? That's yeah. Windows. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And um, although I'm not as disdainful of Windows as I used to be, I used to be an avid Windows hater. Now, Windows 10 sucks less. So I don't. Hmm. Uh, 
Hey, it, sta- it started off well with Windows Seven. They they kind of right. went. That's that's their new marketing campaign. Windows Ten. It sucks less. Sucks less. <laughs> right. Well, and after I got my little Surface tablet, I'm thinking that maybe when it comes, uh, I might still. I'll keep a Mac around the house, but I'm thinking if I decide to get a portable one, I might go with the Surface Pro of some sort because it's a uh, it's a night. I know, Kevin. Don't grab they're, your they're, heart. They're, look, they're nice. There's nothing wrong with they you are. can run a full fledged version of Windows and a plus tablet computing. It's what Apple missed right. with the iPad Pro. Yeah, plus I, you got that. You can straddle that line between the computer and the tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so far, it seems to work pretty good. You've got your uh, stylus, a real stylus, with your know, pressure sensitivity. Um, and it actually yeah. links in, too, to the unit. Right. You don't lose the stylus. I, I can't begin to imagine how many people are going to lose those Apple styluses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But see, a- Apple does a great thing. They release a version 1 product, and they leave all this stuff out for version 2 and version 3 and version 4. That's, that's the way they do it. Yeah. Kind of like uh, you got left outside, and we're waiting for version one or two of you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still in the beta phase. I'd say you're more yeah. alpha than beta. <laughs> okay, but, I'm the alpha male on the show. There we go, done deal. <laughs> and you walked right into that, Kevin. That is your fault. You no taxis, backsies. And that'll cost you a few thousand geek points. I don't have any geek points. Your your bank it. bankrupted me like years ago. We gave them all Gretel. to Dorothy. Yeah, she, Dorothy she did has get a them. lot. She did get a lot. And, and Gretel has a lot of them too. Ah, oh, oh well. <laughs> so what else were you going to say, Mike? You said. Uh, oh well, yeah. I got uh, you know. Besides, once I got it up and running, though, it is kind of neat to have all your Minecraft stuff there. You can plug it into a computer and play it. Uh, we went down to my sister's place in uh, in Sioux Falls, a couple hours away for Thanksgiving. I took my uh, Surface with me and my uh, my. I had my band on, and we were uh, some of the relatives was there, and one, the one guy was expressing an interest in Minecraft. I said, "Here, let me show you." So I took out the tablet, plugged in the band. You know, it's a little wonky trying to use a trackpad in. Um, um, Minecraft like that. I might have to look into uh, a Bluetooth because you only got the one USB port, which is the downside. But on a tablet, you probably don't expect to have too many in there. Size is a consideration after all. Um, but if I find a Bluetooth something or another a controller, um, and I'm actually kind of, I'm Steam has come out with their game controller, and I keep looking at that. And I don't know if that's Bluetooth. Well, it should still, one way or another, or if it's Wi-Fi Direct, whichever, it should still work with the Windows tablet. So maybe I might consider, I'm already kind of considering getting that because it's got that unique design where the one uh, thing acts sort of, it, they say it sort of acts like a trackball. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my preferred choice for gaming. So I don't know. I'm trying, I may have to keep my eye out. They just came out, so I don't know if they're going to have sales on it yet. But I might keep my eye open and see because that would work pretty good. Then I could pair that with the tablet or with my gaming computers, whatever, and be able to play games and you know not have to have it physically tie something up. I think now I got it. I'm wondering how does it connect? Yeah, it is a very very strange gamepad though. It's uh, not other than in shape, it it doesn't really resemble traditional. Game pads. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think that's what they were going for was something you know non-traditional. Well, they didn't want well, to be caught in the the copycat phase and probably caught in a lot of litigation over who you know had has the X button first and, and stuff like that. So they they yeah, did need to do something different. Main thing is, um, and I think with something like that is really you need to check out reviews, what people think on YouTube and so forth. Uh, I oh, haven't yeah. I haven't looked because I'm not interested in that controller. But at the same time, if I was interested, I'd be I'd be looking at reviews and just saying, okay, what what's the performance in game like when you're sitting there for two and three hours playing a game? Um, you know, and anyone yeah. can anyone can do a rush review. You know, the unboxing and oh yeah, it feels great and so forth. It's like yeah, go and play Call of Duty for three or four hours and then tell me what it feels like. Yeah, it says wired or wireless. Um, How much is it, Mike? Forty nine dollars. That's not bad. That's that's on no. par. That's on par with like a three sixty controller and so forth. I think. Yeah, so it would be like what two hundred in Australia. Uh, they're <laughs> about ninety. 
19. Yeah. Ouch. Still, okay. still a ripoff. Just yeah. ridiculous. It sucks for you guys. I feel sorry for Gretel. Yeah, she goes and earns the lion's share of the money and I spend it. Yeah, poor woman. Yeah, Bless her heart. Sounds, sounds like our relationship. <laughs> yours and Mark's or yours and your husband's? <laughs> mine and Mark's and mine and my husband. Yeah. Okay, just so we're clear. I just want to get started. So Gretel goes to work so that I can get pretty things. Hey, I, so look, I just... look after the kids. I do all the cleaning, all the cooking, and I'm getting a professional writing degree still at the moment, although I oh, screwed that up, something fierce. So I might have three months of a hiatus happening over Christmas. So, uh, yeah. Mm. You know that you mm. can get a hiatus removed with surgery. Yeah, I, I know, but I, I didn't want to go that far. <laughs> So, so now that you've been dying, I'll let you tell, tell us what you got, Mark. Oh, thank God. About time. All right. Now, this oh, is... Mute. Oh, mute. No. Kevin, for once in your life, shut up. Okay. So, anyway, um, Black Friday, um, there's record store... Well, they do Black Friday record store day. So, it's basically record store day just cut in half. Uh, to where they release uh, limited edition pressings and so forth. So I picked up two 12-inch uh, limited edition singles. Uh, one is Queen's 40th anniversary of Bohemian Rhapsody, um, which is super cool. So it's got the original on, on side one, then side two, it's got just the instrumental. Yep, we've, we've got head banners <laughs> happening here. Even Kevin, awesome. So that, and actually, I haven't shown you guys my big Queen set. Gretel got me the big uh, Queen Studio Albums collection. It's in a lovely gold box and everything. Absolutely superb. Actually, I'm, I, I'll show that on my new show and so forth, which I might announce next week. We'll see how we're going. Um, and then that's just a teaser for all the listeners. And then the second one I got was Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson's Say, Say, Say. And it's a limited edition where side A has a edit uh, that wasn't released on the Paul McCartney um, reissued uh, album versions. Uh, and then it's got the standard on, on side two. So I definitely wanted to get both of those. And they were the only two I bought, but they were just really, really cool. I, um, I can't wait to get them. I, um, for anyone wondering where I, I got them from, I got them from Goldmine Records, the, a, uh, an Australian record store. They ship internationally throughout the world. And, uh, yeah, really, really good. Uh, goldmineRecords.com.au. Uh, Ben's got an eBay store. And he's just a sole trader. Um, good guy. And lots of unique records. If you want unique, he's my go-to guy for that. Instead of mainstream, he definitely has the, the collectible stuff that in... A decade or two decades are going to be worth a small fortune. That's very cool. So, so you're going to, uh, you're going to, did you, you actually got those or are they something you're going no. to get on Christmas morning? No, no. They're, That's, they're, I'm trying to differentiate. Here. No, no. They've been sent out today and I should have them by Wednesday and they're, they're just for me. They're just, you know. They're just something you bought for you. Hell Yeah. Okay, well, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> no, no, I, I, as I mentioned last week on the show, Gretel's already got my Christmas gifts, which is a uh, copy of Ice House Live in Concert, 3 LP set. Uh, Ice House is an Australian band that I've loved since I was seven years old. And uh, they made their big hit, Man of Colours, in uh, 1987. Um, and that went internationally. They did a lot of touring and, and got popular in the US for a while. Um, so that live album I've actually already got on CD but when I saw it come out on vinyl I was like yeah I've got to have that too because the CD version i got to got the signed edition as well uh, by the, the lead centre Ivor Davies so that's cool to add to my collection um, and then Gretel bought me the 47 uh, inch uh, sorry not Beatles uh, ABBA box set of singles so it's all the singles from their entire career uh, redone and remade in the exact same replica packaging that they had on the original releases. Um, so looking forward to spinning those 45s. That'll be a lot of fun. Very nice, very nice. A lot of getting up to you the will... turntable and flipping, but a lot of fun. It'll be good for you. It will. It's an, it's an exercise program. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> Either that or I'll just move the turntable next to me and just... Yeah. 
No, I wouldn't do that. You'll end up scratching the records probably if you do that. Yeah. So, can you guess what I bought on Black Friday? More USB sticks. <laughs> I got uh, you're, you're as predictable as I am. If anyone's going to buy something, it's going to be your your USB sticks on records. Yeah, I got. They were nineteen ninety nine for one hundred and twenty eight gig sticks. Gee, that's all right. Yeah, mm. that's why there's uh, what I order two or ten. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Are you on the auto be- ship program? Where just once a month they just send you another one? <laughs> That's funny. One of everything from 32 to one terabyte. <laughs> and I t- you know, I think, was it last week or the week before you were talking about, I think, I don't know if it was Mark, you were saying, how do yeah. you know what's on oh, each I, one? I couldn't do I it. I have a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet. But that's that extra just says, work. <laughs> no, it's not, because I just say, like, you know, SanDisk 32 gig has, you know, music backups. What, 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 what if you have two of the same one? Oh, I don't. They're all different. Okay. That's unique. Oh, no. I have multiples of the... Like, here's a Lexar. Here's a couple HPs. Uh, what's this one? This is another Lexar. There's a SanDisk it's so easy, there. Mark. All you have to do is, like, maybe put a 1 on it, something. So you put, like, SanDisk 32 gig 1. And just put a 1 with a Sharpie on, the, on it. On it mm-hmm. And then you know... This like I have like some DMG files on there. I've got like you know my external hard drives that have backups of my pictures, which has backups of my pictures, backups of my music. I'm all. I have a box. I have a shoebox filled. Lisa, you take my heart with that statement. (laughs) I do have a spreadsheet called uh, hard drives. There you go. Something I I I really wavered back and forth on before I tell you the other thing I bought, which was a little pre Black Friday, was um. Uh, they had a Seagate, what they call it, slim backup drive or something at Staples for $39 for a terabyte for one of the little portable hard drives. I thought, wow, that would be really cool to put something like uh, uh, EC on to test it out before I put it on my main hard drive. And uh, But I just I was hesitant to pull the trigger because I've been burned by Seagate drives. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to pull, was hesitant to the sale's gone now, and it's back up to a whopping $49. So, I mean, it's only $10 more for an entire terabyte of portable terabyte of space. So Yeah, I use Seagate. As, I've, I've got a few different companies, of course. I haven't had any problems personally with Seagate. I think really yeah, the rule of thumb, Kevin, is that every hardware manufacturer is going to have problems. you just got oh, unlucky, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's whichever one burns you the most. Well, you yeah, that's see. that's true. Especially with hard drives, it's like, oh, no, that was my most essential uh, hard drive, a USB stick, and then, then it went. I, look, certainly you want reliability, but I haven't had a problem with Seagate yet. Yeah. Kevin, then, on my spreadsheet, I've got 25 different hard drives, flash drives. A lady after my own heart. <laughs> I, I, I've got, like, one flash drive that I just... No, actually... Okay, I've probably got two, two, I think. And I just, I don't stir enough on them. I just use them as a sneak in there. Well, I mean, like, the, the 128s I'm starting to use, uh, they're backups of my Mac uh, MacBook Air because they'll back up my mm-hmm. entire MacBook Air. See, so one, 128s, if I could get them in the little um, sand disk. The, the little oh, knob. the real little Yeah, because I've, I've got the 32. Um, and that and that's perfect. It just sits in my laptop all the time. I don't even notice it, and I can have it on my knee. And even though it sticks out, yeah, one of those. I've got one of those. Um, that's a thirty-two. It's a USB three. And even though the laptop I use it on my knee a lot, it doesn't bump out or anything like that. It's very solid and it, it just stays. But the larger, yeah. I, I don't go for the larger USB sticks because I like to use the laptop on the lap. Yeah, no, I can I can understand that. That's uh, I have one of those and I can't find it. <laughs> I have another one of those and I can't find it. That's why I tend to buy the bigger ones. I don't tend to lose those. Yeah, I just have them in a big shoebox. Mine are in sandwich bags. So I mean, <laughs> and I say bags. Um, the other thing I bought a little pre Black Friday is I have my Christmas trees this year are all remote controlled now. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I what can walk what in. can you do with a remote-controlled Christmas tree? Oh, turn it off and on so I don't have to crawl behind stuff to unplug it and plug it in. Oh, you're really, that's shitting all. me. Is that all it does? 
<laughs> well, that, well, that's all this it does at this point. I was going to opt for the <laughs> rotating, the rotating thing, but I thought, nah, that might give people motion sickness if I have it, you know, changing the direction of the tree and speeding it up and slowing it down. Yeah, so I would just do that to screw with people. Now, if you could connect that to the internet and I could control the speed, I'd say go for it. No, I'm not letting suddenly, you have control over my trees. <laughs> and suddenly I have this picture of a, a ice skater uh, going into a spin and going faster and faster <laughs> and light bulbs getting flung off like projectiles towards innocent pedestrians. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I see I'd walk in the house, Mark would kick it to full speed, and I'd end up with a Christmas ornament stuck in my forehead. <laughs> There you go. And I wouldn't even have to be in the same room. Awesome. Awesome. But no, it's nice. I can walk in the front door and turn the upstairs tree on, the downstairs tree on. You you do know that's what the kids are for. It's like, get in behind there. Turn it on. Make them have the Christmas spirit. Then don't electrocute yourself on, on the way. No, 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 no. I made them have the Christmas spirit. Our Christmas stuff is kept under the stairs. And it's really low. It's only about three feet of clearance between the floor and the, the joist for the stairway. Guess who goes in there? Not me. <laughs> I said, go ahead, hand that out to dad. Oh, wait, well, you're, you, you, let's set up a little chain and you hand, well, they're all out here. You all take them upstairs now for dad. Okay. Carry all those. Touches. Oh, we got them all. Okay. Now take them back down. Oh, they'll go back in, in this order. And I never had to get under the stairs. <laughs> well, that's, that's why you feed them. Well, that's well, the, that, well you you, no, you feed them. That's what you expect out of them is a little labor or something. So, well, I was I even managed to drag over one of my daughter's friends and bring bring him in to help out too. Well, that's just awesome. No, that's gravy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just you know just heaping on. Just feed them, you know, get them to do free labor, and they asked to come back and help take the stuff down too. Oh my god, were they nuts? <laughs> That won't be for I, 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 I Actually, truth be no. told, I, I actually don't mind the taking down part. I then get my lounge room back to the man cave it should be. Yeah, well. well. See, no, Kevin, I'm waiting for you to geek out on this now and set up an if-this-then-that recipe that turns them all on at the, uh, sunset or, oh, wait a minute, he's tapping his forehead. Are you saying there's nothing up there? No. no, you're picking your nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, now, there's, now there's nothing up there. He <laughs> um, picked his nose. No, I was empty. Now I, that's what I thought about doing, but I, you know, I'm taking it one step at a time. I'm not. I don't want to push things too far. Uh, you know, try to introduce these things slowly. Really, I you wanna, have two main Christmas trees. How much further could it go? I don't well, even I like have, having one main Christmas tree. Well, I've got. Well, we themed them a little different this year, so themed. Awesome. We have themed trees. The okay. train tree is the last one. I still need to finish that. So that should have been the first one. You bad well, good you. It's a it's a small one, so I can't you know can't do it right away. I have to. And I had other things that that got in the way, so I didn't get a chance to do that one when I had planned to do it. So that that'll be the next thing. Um, but yeah, that's. I didn't buy as much Black Friday stuff this year as I normally do because I kept reading about things. They're they're talking about Black Friday in and of itself as kind of, it's no longer just a single day or even a couple days. And based Mm -hmm. on all the emails and other crap I've gotten, they've spread it into like a couple months. And some of the big items Mm -hmm. that I would have liked to have gotten, those kinds of deals will last well into January. So I'm not... Yeah, and, and that certainly happens out here. We we saw we used to have two big sale times in Australia. We would have the mid-year sales, and then we'd have the sales on Boxing Day, so straight after Christmas. And it, it was massive. It was like the biggest day ever. You'd go out and then you'd get hundreds of dollars off big-ticket items and stuff like that. Well, now, any given week, every single big-box supplier... Uh, and many small retailers have sales on continuously. So you you look through the magazine, and it's like, oh wow, okay, um, you know, I can get PlayStation for three forty nine this week. Oh, nah, I won't get it this week, and then next week, oh, another company three forty nine as well. So it keeps going on, and sometimes they have exclusive deals, and and then that exclusivity runs out and it goes to another company. It's just a ploy to make us spend more money, 
And, and that's what they do, because when we think something's on sale, we immediately think it's good value, whether it is Pavlo- or whether it isn't. A, a Pavlovian response. Yeah. and You have to know your prices. You do. You've got to research. Yes. And, and this is what I do with, uh, with my record collecting. I know I, I've got a wish list that has probably about, at this stage, about six or 700 albums in it. And a couple of times a week, I go through it. Um, and actually see if the prices have gone down. And if they dip down, then I, I pick them up while they're cheap. Otherwise, I just wait till they, they come down in price. Um, so that's that's the way I pretty much do it, is rely on the wish list, because the wish list will update, and even with Amazon and so forth, it will update. And if you check it enough, you get to know, well, hey, this album is normally forty eight ninety five. Uh, it's now down to... To thirty eight ninety five. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it at that price. But if it went down to forty four ninety five, I wouldn't bother. Yeah, it's like that's the grocery I... store. Mm-hmm. You know, you know your prices at the grocery store, so you mm-hmm. know if milk goes down ten cents, is that worth it? Yeah. If it goes down a dollar, mm-hmm. is it worth it? You know, and I think what a lot of people, especially Walmart, Best Buy, Target, they'll put a TV on sale. It's the same as every other time of the year, like you said, Mark. Mm-hmm. But people go, oh, it's Black Friday. I yep. gotta go grab it, or I'm gonna, you know, I have to, I have to trample people in order to get it. It's like, yeah. no, you don't. Yeah, you know, know it, your it prices. Is, mm. I, I know what you're after as well. Don't don't rush into it. Don't. I, I mean, we all kind of know what we'd like. Um, so you kind of you keep an eye out for things in in that area. It's like, look, I don't buy uh, sheets and towels and stuff. So if I go to look at that at a big sale time, it's like, okay. Is 30% off a good deal? Maybe. But then at other times, I know that they go anything up to 70%. So you, you, you've just got to know what you're looking for. And I also don't buy unless I need it too. That's the other thing that I've found because at different times I've bought things, it's been affordable, it's on sale. And then I turn around and it doesn't really get used that much and or doesn't get used at that point in time. And so it's very much now, okay, when something breaks or when I need it, then I'll buy it and try and get it for the best price I can. And generally, shop around on the internet, and you can generally find something that will be a, a good price within a few clicks. And you'll go, hey, hold on a sec, why is, is this over here $100, but yet this company's selling it for 40 Okay, I'll pick it up at the 40 done. Uh, and I have a question for you, Mark. Hmm. You, don't, you don't buy things unless you need them. I think that's great. I mean, I, I, clearly I buy USB drives just because I have to buy the USB drive. But how many records do you need? <laughs> oh, there is no number to that. No, it, it, it is a pure hey. addiction. It, it, you, you get a unique experience with each and every single record. And um, so, yeah, there is no, no limit to those because, okay, a USB stick will give you 32 gigs. If you've got 10 of them, they're all the same. 10 different records are going to give you 10 different experiences with different foldouts, different posters, different music. Yeah, but I have different sets of uh, my takeover the world plans on each of those different 32 gig thumb drives. So each of them give me a different experience. You know, it's, it's the war games experience. Where do I start the nuclear war? Do I do I nuke the Great Barrier Reef, you know, and start it that way? Or, or you know, how do I do it, you know? But I have well, to wait your, till Gretel your, gets here. Your quest for world domination is uh, admirable, but <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Look, there, there is no upper limit with stuff like that, and I think that's what collecting is fun about. And look, we poke fun at each other and, and so forth. But that's your thing. That's your collectible element. Uh, Mike's got the tablets. No. You've got the USB sticks. Elisa and I have the records. Uh, well, although Elisa week, kind Amazon. of has the USB sticks as well. well so. Amazon last week, I just happened, I looked at my wish list for music and they had put on sale three of the things I wanted. So for six ninety nine for a CD, mm. I bought Taylor Swift 1989, good which album. I can blame um, Alistair. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a good album. So I bought that. I bought Keith Richards' new one. That's a great, that is just one of my favorites. Yeah, so is I he like still that. alive? Oh, yeah. I don't know how. I've got no idea how. He but is bought- still going strong. 
And then, and the good thing about buying CDs from Amazon is that when you you get the MP3, so I was able to download and listen to it even before they arrived in the mail. And then uh, I did a digital download of the Hollywood Vampires. Nice. That's a very good album. Well, it's a group of Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, a couple guys from Guns N' Roses, um, yeah, Duff McKagan, Matt Sorum's yeah, on the drums. There's, a, there's a mishmash on, of people, but Alice Cooper pretty much does and, the lead. Uh, lead and lead guitarist well, is um, Perry uh, from Aerosmith. Oh, Joe Perry. Joe, Joe Perry. Perry. Right. Very, Joe very, very good lineup. Extra- and, and just really good. Yeah, and it's all remakes. And mm-hmm. I have not been able to stop playing Ichiku Park mm-hmm. by the Small Faces. Oh, I have it on repeat. Over. It's so good. And everything is. They've got Jeepster from T Rex, and they've got. Um, so, like when Metallica did, um, Metallica did Turn the Page, um, yes, on their Garage Inc. album in '96, and that every time I play it, it's just wow. It's and I've got it on Much vinyl, so that's great. But those three albums you mentioned are actually on my vinyl wish list. So for the moment, I've got to use Tidal to listen to them. But when the price comes down, I'll, I'll pick them up. I tend to. I still buy CDs, and I still buy too many CDs, and I still have CDs and vinyl records of the same album. Um, that's an, a, an addiction there. But, but see, the thing is that the, the, the liner notes are completely different generally, and it depends what artists do and, and how they release it, but generally the, the liner notes are different, so that's why I, I tend to go uh, down that track of buying different formats. But... Um, yeah, I, I those three albums that Alyssa just mentioned are so good that I've got to have them on vinyl. Well, you know that's that's like I think I've said multiple times before. I understand that. Yes, we do poke fun at each other just for for the sake of the listeners. We do it for the listeners. I and do to, it and to, to give you and, pain and to bore Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I wasn't know. bored. I got distracted. <laughs> I went to Amazon. And I was trying to listen to I listened to the first couple seconds of group. Yeah, park. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, it sounds loud and raucous and the kind of thing I like. So I don't do the, awesome. the physicals. I don't do the physical. I, you know, I've, I've made it clear. I kind of want. I don't want the physical stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with the digital stuff. So I might do the digital. Uh, I did. I might, uh, did anyone this- ever try my challenge of listening to Title for free for a month and then go back to MP3? No. <laughs> Well, I thought about it, but I've got all the. Rude. It's way down on my list, unfortunately, of all the stuff I should and you know need to get done. Whatever strange yeah. mixture. That, that and is. the problem but, is that you do need to then either merge across, and you can merge existing playlists into title, which is good from popular services and so forth. But you need to spend some time, get used to the new platform and so forth. But I'm, I'm a big believer. I'm not a. I'm not a believer of the ABX testing where you have a switch and you switch between. Uh, say title and Spotify or title and Apple Music to see the difference. There's not, it's not that apparent. It's a very, it, it's a weird thing. It's not so much the ears. It's more the emotion and the filling in of the gaps. And you get used to it. You get used to a sound and a sonic quality. That's why there's so much uh, arguments in in the world of audio and music with relation to speakers and equipment and so forth. Some people absolutely, like I do, they love Bose. Some people absolutely loathe Bose. Um, and some people just haven't tried it and they jump on the bandwagon trying to be smart asses. Uh, but there's a sonic signature to all of these elements. And it's very much, it's like if you think of sonic signature, you think of a band and you know that artist by the first three chords they play. You know instantly who it is. Uh, and it's very, very much the same for speakers and speaker technology. So, and that's what I, I think when it comes to sources with title, it's one of those things where spend a month and, and get used to it, listen to it, then go back to Spotify, then go back to Apple Music. If you still uh, prefer Apple Music or Spotify, that's cool, just enjoy the music. But there is a difference. And one, one difference came up when I went down and I, I did some testing in an audiophile room. And this was when I was looking at buying a really big, expensive five and a half grand system. And I took one step back, but I, I won't talk about why I took a step back at the moment, but I will talk about the, the difference of one element. So there's the OPPO BDP105D. Uh, it's a multi-region, multi-format player. It will play everything on a disc you can imagine. Any format that's ever been 
Super Audio CD, DVD Audio, the whole works. It plays everything. And it's a beautiful Blu-ray player. Now, this thing gets well regarded by a good 98% of audiophiles out there as being the player to beat. And I listened to it on a beautiful system that was going to cost a lot of money. And I wasn't blown away. I, I knew what my music should sound like. I knew the sonic signature I was after. And I wasn't blown away. It was crystal clear. It was accurate. But it was too crystal clear, too accurate. It was clinical. And it was too digital, for lack of a better term. And I didn't like that. So the, the sales guy uh, swapped that out for a Marantz unit. That was the Super Audio CD player and, and Standard CD player. So it only did the two things instead of many more functions. Same price. And it was night and day. Same recordings, same CDs. I put them back in and I went, whoa, okay. That's what I want. That's the player I want. And it was completely different. So every element, start with a good source and, and then go from there. I don't believe people who say, you know, oh, you'll get the best out of Spotify if you go and buy better headphones. Bullshit. It's a crappy source to begin with. It, it, you, it's lossless. It, it's, sorry, it's lossy. You, you lose quality when you go on Spotify. You lose quality when you go on Apple Music. Now, can Apple Music and Spotify sound great in the little earbuds that come with the iPhones? Absolutely. Sounds wonderful in those. But in a big stereo system in your lounge room? No, no. It just it does not work. Um, or it doesn't work on, on higher quality headphones that, you know, push three, $400. So I believe in, in source and then equipment and don't pile on a ton of stuff. If you've got to put a DAC onto an iPhone and make it a brick to enjoy music, you're doing it wrong. There's nothing wrong with the DAC and the iPhones. They're great. Are they the best out there? No. But for the 10% ten per- the improvement you're going to get by making a brick, it's not worth it. It really isn't. It costs you money. you got to drag it around. you got to charge it up. And half the time when you connect, interconnects and connect audio equipment together, you introduce other problems that aren't there to begin with. So, and the whole idea of, oh, I, I want it to sound the way it sounds in the studio. I've never been in a studio. I want, it to, I want it to sound the way it sounds in my head, in my memories, in the way I experience music. And that's very much in the analog field. Um, and that's what I, I target towards and go towards is, is that. And that's why Tidal for me is, is the, the streaming service. But only Tidal Hi-Fi. No, you just go in their 320 service because you might as well go Spotify and save a few bucks. But I don't want stuff to sound like you did in the 70s because that requires other pharmacological assistance that I don't really <laughs> want to go back to. Well, Cool, yeah. man. That, there is a truth in that and a, a, an element of truth. But it, it's music is emotion. Music is a feeling. It's not... It's something, this is why CD has been hit and miss in the loudness wars. And I think this is why a lot of people dislike uh, certain formats and certain sounds and so forth, because it's become overly compressed and not only in the codecs. The codecs have got much better over the years uh, from the early MP3 codecs and so (laughs) forth. But when they're recording it, the original mastering engineer that just maxes out all levels because our brain interprets loudness and and goes hey you know if it's loud it sounds better that's what our brain thinks and that's the way we interpret it but the truth is it doesn't sound better and and you're missing out on all the elements you look at uh something an artist like Katy perry now i've I've had cds in the car where i've had something like aerosmith um rocks album and i've played it and i've had it at such and such a volume in the car I throw Katy Perry in because the kids want to listen to Katy Perry while we're on the road. And I've got to turn that sucker all the way down. They have maxed the volumes out so it's as loud as possible. So it sounds louder than everything else. Therefore, it must be better than everything else. And the truth is, Katy Perry is a great artist. Very, very talented and capable of an album that has beautiful dynamic range. But the idiot mastering engineers just max it out and ruin it. So there's a whole decade of music that has a sonic signature that's maxed out to the limits. And that, that's the, the um, brick walling, um, for lack of a better term. So that's, it's going to define the last decade. Yes, Mike? 
Well, I, I was just sitting here thinking about something. You're, you know, we're both, you and I are both passionate about music. I think, you know, equally passionate, but, you know, you're into the, you know, to the sound quality and that stuff, and I'm not so much. Mm -hmm. And I think I finally figured it out. Um, because you know you listen to it for the sound, and I—I I, I mean, I listened for it uh, for that too. But it, for me, I've always uh, music is the soundtrack to my life, or whatever. Or I imagine things while I'm listening to songs. Uh, so it becomes—I was probably doing music videos in my head before music videos was a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you put the music to it and you create an atmosphere. So I guess I don't rely so much upon the sound quality, although I don't want it to sound terrible. But I don't need it to sound the best because I'm sitting there in my mind with my imagination, taking the music and constructing a—you know—a movie, a play, or whatever—a scenario inside my head. And so I don't need the sound quality per se. That's why uh, you know, because I've always been—I've been trying to figure this out. You're passionate i'm passionate but we're passionate about about it in different ways and about different things yeah and and i think that's the thing and i think i, I kind of finally put my finger on it why you know i don't have a problem with mp3s i don't have a problem with you know streaming music or whatever uh because it's more important for me to hear the music and take it and make it the part of my you know the little production in my head rather than to just although i do like you know every once in a while you do find that song you immerse yourself in and you you know you feel you know, you, you feel the music, you hear the music, you hear the little triangle in the back, you know, you, yeah. you feel sorry for the poor guy, that, part of every band, you always have the guy back there with the triangle, mm -hmm. and you know, he's getting paid and, and for the cow that, bell. but he's never, and the cowbell, well, the cowbell you'll probably hear, but the triangle, you know, it's just that little ding, 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 and you know, the poor guy gets, you know, never gets the recognition that he needs, um, I always liked watching some of those videos um, where I think it was... Eric Clapton did some music videos. He's got this one guy in back doing percussion. And this guy is just, he stands out. You've seen him, uh, I've seen him on a few videos that he's did. And he's just bringing it to the, you know, the percussion back there. And, you know, he's doing the tambourine and maybe doing the uh, marambas uh, uh, or whatever, uh, some stuff like that. But, you know, you feel so, so you do like it when you can hear all the nuances and hear all the people that, you know, you know maybe get, they get an art, uh, liner, a note in liner, but, you know, they're never going to get mm -hmm. the, the big stuff that other people get, but like I say, for me, I think it's from for me, it's the opposite side of the the music thing, where I don't have to have the highest quality as long as I can, you know, take the music and do whatever I want with it in my head. And I understand that because I do something similar, but I don't imagine the story arc that you do, Mike. I right. like to walk in as if I'm walking into a room and here's the band playing. And I can then tell whether I'm on headphones or whether I'm on my speaker system. I can tell, okay, the drums are across to the right-hand side and, and the vocalist was, you know, is in front of the drums. I want that 3D sort of effect where I walk into the music and I then become immersed and then I'm having a private uh, live concert being played for me. Um, <laughs> no, Kevin, that's not strange. It, it might be... But it's very much and, and look, I, I'm I'm not as bad as a lot of people when it comes to searching for quality. I don't go out there and buy cables and, and stuff that are insanely priced just because they're oxygen free and therefore they're better. I, I don't go that far. But I do as you guys know, I, I, I want if I'm going to take the time and, and so forth to listen to it, I want the best possible quality that I can get so that I can make that immersion uh, better. I, I mean, one one album, um, and I was listening to it as a Paul McCartney one yesterday, and it just, I, I actually had these the Bose AE2 headphones on, played it via title, and um, Elisa, give me uh, Paul McCartney's albums. And, Ram? No, not Ram. Ram's hit Red Rose Speedway. No. Nope. We'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wings Over win, America. Wins at the speed of sound. Now that okay. that album is sonically, in my opinion, one of McCartney's best. Um, certainly with the Wins lineup, uh, that with headphones on, title about seventy percent volume, and I was just completely immersed. I was just in another plane. The band was playing for me, and this is a streaming service. You guys know I hate streaming services, but that streaming service streams so well. Uh, it's as good as any CD I've got in the cabinet, and it's not as good as my vinyl setup, but it's not far from it. I can truly sit there and just enjoy 
this the CD quality, bit for bit accuracy, and just a beautiful album, and just sonically it's perfect and and that's what i like mike as you said the little triangle sounds and that just those right. little elements right. and sometimes you don't hear it. if i like i came into the kitchen i put the album on a little later last night again to listen to it again um while i was cooking dinner and i didn't hear those little elements but i heard them through the the headphones because the headphones arguably offer a different listening experience because it's so closed in and then so private you can't escape the sound you can really hear every mistake that's made or everything that's made perfect. And that album is one that you would listen to on headphones without a doubt because loudspeakers, uh, just ambient noise gets in the way. So now I think I listen a different way than the two of you is I listen to my CDs in the car because my car is old. I don't have Bluetooth or an auxiliary jack. Listen to MP3s on the computer. But as you know, I now have a new turntable for like the last two months or so, and I'm pulling out my albums. When I listen to my albums, which I have in MP3 format, but when I listen in vinyl form, I think back to the first Foreigner concert I was at, or the guy I was dating at the time, this song came out, or yeah, there were others before my husband. And I also find that I sing along. I don't get anything done because I'm singing along to my vinyl when I'm not singing along to the MP3. See, I so, cannot sing to music. Oh, I, can't, I can air guitar for sure, but I, I cannot sing along to the song. It's like, no, no, I, I can't hold a tune, so I don't want to ruin the song. Oh, I'm alone. <laughs> I can't sing either. But I find like my routine is in the morning. I'm looking at my email. I'm looking at Facebook. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I put iTunes on and I just shuffle the music and I'm just listening and it's background. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even hear it. It's just noise. Put the album on, I stop what I'm doing. Yeah. But and I'm singing along. That's, that's, and running, there, you know. that's there again, the, the, the quality, the improvement of, of vinyl over, over a, a, a lossy format in, in the digital world. So that, that's that fullness that you get, that you want yeah, but it's to also engage. And vinyl it's a tactile. For, for us, for the four mm-hmm. of us, vinyl was our first music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's yeah, how well, we grew up. Yeah. There was no MP3. There was no CD. There was no title or tape. Spotify. There wasn't I mean, tapes there was, even. Yes, there were tapes. Eight <laughs> there tracks. Were, and real to, real to real and eight tracks probably come. Well, the eight tracks, the cassettes. Cassette, cassette was in 1965 to 67. They started to filter through. Eight tracks were oh, okay. before the compact cassette. Um, but eight tracks kind of failed. Uh, that just with, with, that sort of went as well as having a turntable in a car. Um, they did make. I them. had I had one put in my car, an eight track player. Yeah, I had an eight track player in a car. So but they're cool. Yeah. Pe- oh, people still collect eight tracks. They're they're absolutely awesome. I don't have a player, but be cool to collect. Um, and then they had reel to reel before that. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking I've been, about. Cassettes. I've been I, looking. I found actually my uh, my. Supply my hardware supply. He's got a reel-to-reel and Akai one. It's a thousand dollars, but it's like, oh, I so want it just to to you know run the tape through and have it all exposed. And yeah, I can't afford that, but yeah. oh, it's so, just cool. So, so now I have this picture after Elisa just described that of her being the female version of Tom Cruise in uh, Risky Business. Risky business, <laughs> yeah, coming out that dancing. That would be pretty. <laughs> That wouldn't be pretty. No. He wasn't either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. It's, but I mean, but, like, but like, if you, but think about it. If you have, uh, say, you have uh, Foreigner's first album, you have the vinyl, you have the CD. It's two different experiences, as far as I'm concerned. Even though you're playing mm-hmm. the same songs, because, like I said, I think back to the Foreigner concert I went to. I think back to the friends I was hanging out with. What I was doing, you know, when the, when I discovered the album, it's just, you know, talking to people about, oh, you got to hear the song, "Long Long Way from Home." It's awesome. It's but you don't do that with CDs. You no. know, sharing you albums. You, don't you did do that, that in high yeah. school. You don't do that with MP3s yeah. either, and that's right. That's a shame. Yeah. It's something that is really missing from from. Look, you can share playlists, which is cool, but it's not the same as making a mixtape for someone. You know, we've right. all made a mixtape. We've all taken that time to either record off mm. the radio or record off a tape source mm-hmm. or record off a record and, and put it together. And it's just something now, it's it's too easy. Add this, 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 and this. 
But just the personal aspect of giving someone a playlist is is nowhere near the personal aspect of making a mixtape. It, it's nothing like handing somebody a big LP and saying you got to check this out or check that out. And I mean, you know, I again, I'm not a huge music person nowadays, but I do remember we'd go down to the one of the local stores and buy the 45s as they came out, mm. you know, the singles. And I might buy two, a friend would buy two different ones, and then we'd just pass them around yep. until until it became time where we actually had cassette recorders. And then I can remember, okay, everybody, shut up. You know, you put the, the put it on, you set the microphone right there, <laughs> shut up, everybody. And you hit record. You, about that time your mom says, hey, it's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or you try to catch it when the radio's coming on. Oh, like, yeah. oh that's the song. Boom, you miss the first five seconds as you're hitting the record. But the record starts, the browsing. Just going through and just saying, okay, now I'm in the pop music, now I'm in the country music, now I'm in the classical music, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you liked, singer-songwriter, and just going, let me look at all the R's. And yeah, you and look it's, at fine, all the it's finding that one album that you go, oh, wow, where, where did that come from? I didn't even know that. Ex- I'm taking that one home. I mm-hmm. do that so often. And yeah. look, as much as I, I praise Tidal for its sonic qualities, it is no better than Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, all those services for you know, displaying digital artwork and so forth. Although I will say this much. Um, I have that album. There we go. Kevin's shown his Partridge Family album from Sound Magazine. Very cool. I Very ha- cool. I have that album, Kevin, along with four others. The the one the one advantage I will say of Tidal, even though they don't show liner notes, which I wish that they'd start doing on streaming services, but I wish that they'd do more of that on iTunes anyway. Uh, but they do actually have the liner notes sort of in the background of who did what and the mixer and the, the master and engineer. So you can get an idea. That kind of information isn't on other services that I've seen. So that for me is cool as well because I also like to go and look up similar albums by similar master and engineers and say, oh, you did this? Okay, I like what you've done there. Let's go and check out what other albums you've done. And then it's part exploration as well. Well, yeah, I, I um, you know, and I never really bought records. Um, I when I started buying stuff, it was eight tracks, and then I moved on to cassettes. I never really bought records. I, now I, I inherited some. Um, I inherited uh, some uh, uh, records from the family, so I did listen to a bunch. Um, you know, some of the more fifties and sixties uh, songs. So I'm not, you know, completely, you know, I you know I get the whole record deal and stuff, but you know I do like the. Uh, looking at the liner notes on some of that stuff, even the eight tracks had some stuff on there because um, I remember one song, uh, one album by the Guess Who was uh, was uh, produced, I think, by uh, uh, Ben McPeak. And I'm going, oh, a McPeak. Wow, you don't hear that name too often. And so, you know, that, that's kind of interesting when you find out some little bit of information that you never really knew before. Well, what I love is, is finding out which artist has played on what album or what role they've had in another artist's success and so forth. And so often you see the the genre borders, that they're just completely demolished because you'll have someone in the hard rock world go and do something classical or, or something pop or you'll have rap with metal. And, and you know, these artists, they're, they're skillful. They, they don't just play to their own one genre. They may not promote it much. Um, but, say, for instance... Uh, Alice Cooper's Trash album was just a, a series of everyone from the rock and pop world coming in and every single son is working together with someone else. And it turned out absolutely superb. It's like producers, record producers and that. They go across all genres. They don't just... St- there's very few that stick to one genre. So finding out all these little bits and how people are connected and that it, it's really interesting it's almost like society but done in a little box and you can sort of you can map it and see how everyone's connected to someone else and it's it's interesting the six degrees of bacon yeah theory except with music yeah so well folks i think that about uh, wraps it up for this week we're at the one hour mark and mark is being somewhat of a uh a uh dictator when it comes to the length of the show he's threatened me with physical violence offline so well um, you know, you, know. I, you said you were tired and i went well let's keep it to about an hour <laughs> so 
But anyway, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, please give us any feedback that you have, and uh, we'll we'll go around the table reverse in the otherwise backwards direction and find out where people can find you. We'll start with Elisa. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can be found at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out, podcast that I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. We should have an episode next week um, on Sensei Dai uh, on Twitter, and I also write for MyMac.com. Very good. And please go over and listen to Three Geeky Ladies. I find, as as uh, Elisa says, she yells at us when she's listening to this show. I'm yelling at them when I'm listening to their show. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. It's all nice. So We hear all, you sometimes. All, I'm quite sure. You, you probably can. I don't know whether Vicky does. You know, Susie might. So. <laughs> but anyway, Mr. McPeak, why don't you tell the uh, esteemed listeners where they might find out more about you? Well, uh, yeah, we can. Um, I, I have. I'll plug my other podcast. I haven't done it for a little while here. Uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk, and we're actually going to get something recorded next uh, this uh, tomorrow, uh, Monday. We've kind of schedules been hard to match up, so we've kind of been on a little hiatus here. But we're going to be back, uh, and we're going to try and get back on schedule as much as real life will allow us. Anyway, but uh, we're getting one out, and we're going to finally correct a great uh, wrong that's been. Uh, uh, bugging us on Sci-Fi Tech Talk for a long time. We're finally going to start talk about the book Starship Troopers and get that god awful taste of that movie out of our <laughs> yeah, mouth. Yeah, you mentioned Starship Troopers, and I just wanted to throw up. I know. Uh-huh. Anyway, but you can find me and Jeff uh, Sire and Julie Keel over at SciFiTechTalk dot com, and I'm on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and uh, anything else is uh, at my allabout dot me page at uh, allabout me dot uh, about dot me dot com slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. And there'll be a link in the show notes for Mike's uh, yeah very very long linkage there. <laughs> Yeah, and Mr. and Mr. Greentree, we don't care. No, I'm just kidding. Where can we find out more oh. about you? Well, you can head across to markgreentree.com or subject. No, I better not tell you what that one is till next week. Okay, there's there's Mark being a big tease like he is. Let, let me just put it this way: my fascination of music has outgrown my fascination of technology, but I'm going to merge them together and. Destroy the internet with my music interests. So let's just put it that way. I'm going to be doing a new style blog, vlog, uh, all that kind of stuff relating to music. That should be interesting. And please, people, keep an eye out for Mark. And then when you do, close them both because he's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to find out more. If you want to find out more about me, you can always find my musings on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Uh, If you want to find out more about the show, folks, go over to geekiestshowever.com where you will find the lovingly handcrafted by Mr. Greentree show notes. He he crafts each character with the utmost care. Not this week. It's only when I'm not on the show because I like criticizing you guys when I'm not there, so... We know that. (laughs) And and, and reviews in iTunes are always welcome. We appreciate it. Folks, thank you for listening to the show. And please remember, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. I'm Elisa Pisali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And we're the three geeky ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the three geeky ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the three geeky ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network.